Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. That's not, that's not for us. We'd go somewhere. Nah, it's not for us. And I remember we did that a little bit. We'd come back. We'd always find ourselves back here. And, uh, and, and I remember, I remember this. I don't know if pastor remembers it or any others remember it. But I remember on a Thursday afternoon, either Tuesday or Thursday. I don't know if Brother Wilbur remembers this. But Brother Wilbur and Brother Byron came to the house and uh, came to see us and just talked to us. And I'd never, I'd never met Brother Wilbur or Brother Byron before, but uh, they, came to the, they came down and visited with me for just a little bit. And what a blessing that was. And then shortly after that, I think on a Saturday, Pastor and Sister Debbie came down. And what a blessing that was. And uh, God just began to do a work in our heart and change our hearts. And uh, it wasn't nothing about the ministry here. It wasn't nothing about the church. It was just our hearts. And uh, God had to do a work in our lives. And uh, little at the time, He did. And then God began to use people in the church. And I remember uh, when we started coming regularly on uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights, we got to know, it's, it's hard to believe, we got to know uh, Stephen and Tracy. <laughs> and why in the world we decided to... <laughs> After fellowshipping with them and with Stephen. But uh, what a blessing it was. And I don't know why I'm sharing that with you. But God just began to do a work in our hearts. And, and I'm so thankful to God that he did. Well, I'd have missed out. I'd have missed out on some of the greatest blessings in my life if we'd have decided to do something different. And I mean that. Our pastor has been such a blessing to our family. And, and this church, so many of us, Marie and, and Andy, uh, you know, they, they just, uh, both of them, they, they, every Sunday, Sunday evenings, we'd go out to eat. Pastor would go out to eat. We'd all go out to eat. Man, it was just such a blessing. The Montgomery's and just so many in the, in the church. Man, what a blessing it was. And I'm so thankful to God that He changed our hearts. And He moved. And, well, because we'd missed out on so much. And uh, I don't know that the Phillips family would be what we are today had God not worked in our lives and changed our hearts. And uh, not that there was anything wrong with this ministry. It was just different from what we were used to. And uh, boy, now this is, this is our life and everything else, Pastor, is different. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm glad. Hallelujah, I'm glad. And uh, what a blessing. Boy, God is so, so good. And I'm thankful for it. And I love this place. I love this ministry. I love you. I love our pastor. And, uh, and I'm just thankful for all that God has done in our lives. And what a blessing He is. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. I said I had two messages on my heart. I started to go to the book of Psalms, and, uh, but uh, we'll not do that tonight. I'll save that for a, another time. I've been uh, looking at Psalms and studying, 
and uh, wanted to share uh, a thought with you, but we'll not do that tonight. I'll, I want to share with you uh, this that, uh, that I've been studying for quite a while, and I've preached uh, from this passage of Scripture uh, before, and, uh, and I'll share with you just some of those thoughts in just a moment. We're going to read uh, Matthew chapter number 5, we're going to read the Beatitudes uh, this evening, and I've been studying for quite a while, and uh, the Lord's just been doing a work in my life from this Sermon on the Mount, and particularly, I'm particularly interested in the Beatitudes. We're not going to preach every one of them tonight. I'm interested in one of them this evening. But let's begin in verse number one. I didn't even give Jonathan uh, my notes tonight or anything, and so uh, hopefully he can keep up with me. He can at least have the Scriptures up for you if you don't have your Bible tonight. And if you don't have your Bible, shame on you. I tell the teenagers in Sunday school class, I try to encourage them, I try to challenge them uh, to bring their Bibles to church, and so I hope that you do have yours. I'm thankful that we have the uh, PowerPoint, but it does, uh, there's no substitute for the Word of God. And so follow along in your Bibles this morning, or this evening, Matthew chapter number 5, and, uh, and, and starting at verse number 1, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure at heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. And that word falsely there is very important. Against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. I've preached from this passage of Scripture, I think it was back in October, uh, maybe maybe in September, I'm not sure. But uh, I've, I've been studying it for quite a while, the Sermon on the Mount. I read it several times this afternoon, just thinking and meditating and uh, thinking about what we're going to do this evening. But uh, of course, you know this is, this is Jesus' first time uh, preaching. And what a great message, what a great sermon it is, so much truth and and uh, uh, so many things to, to address in this great uh, passage of Scripture, in this great uh, Sermon on the Mount. And you know that it, it, it uh, entails chapter number 5, cha chapter number 6, and chapter number 7, and uh, a lengthy sermon. And, uh, but, uh, and as we mentioned before, uh, how that Jesus preached this to a, to a, to a, 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 a nation that uh, was looking for a Messiah. And you remember that, and we're not going to go back and go over all the notes that I shared with you many months ago. Hopefully you've got those. But, but they, were looking for, they were looking for a king. They were looking for a Messiah. And so Jesus got up in verse number 1, in verse number 2, after they recognized who he was, and uh, they gathered together, the great preacher that Jesus was got up and just preached to us some great doctrinal truths. And I can imagine the people as they listened attentive. And if you go and look, look over in chapter number, chapter number 7, 
and uh, verse number verse number 28 and verse number 29. The Bible says, as Jesus concluded that sermon, and, uh, and the Bible says in verse number 28, and it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority and not as his scribes. Boy, there's so much we could say in that very last verse there. As one with authority and not as the scribes. Uh, but we'll not deal with that tonight. And, uh, but, but they were just amazed at his doctrine. And, uh, boy, what a great preacher Jesus was. And we, we, could, we could say that tonight. And, uh, but as he, as he taught the people, he began to speak of the blessed life. And, boy, if there's anything that Jesus wants for you and for me... Is for us to have a blessed life. And he lays it out in his sermon. He lays it out in these verses that we read tonight. He lays it out how that you and I can experience that blessed life. That blessed life is a, a life that, um, that, is, that, is, um, uh, that, is, that is just to be happy. Well, I've met some happy Christians, and I'm thankful for that. I wish that I could say that I had the, the joy of the Lord, that I expressed it all the time in my life, in my appearance, but sadly, I can't say that. But I'm thankful that I've met some Christians that, that truly know what it is to be happy, and they know the joy of the Lord, and I'm thankful for that tonight, and Jesus laid it out. And if you remember uh, several months ago when I preached, uh, we looked at the first beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That, when Jesus said that, he just, boy, I, I believe that he knew who he was talking to. He knew that he was talking to a bunch of people who were full of pride. He knew that there were some scribes and some Pharisees. He knew that there were some, some people that were just full of sin. And maybe they were expecting some great truth, uh, 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 something that... Uh, just something to just uh, just kind of uh, start the message off. And Jesus started off and he said this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we, so we, we, we preached on that for just a little while. And uh, we talked about that condition or that attitude. And it is an attitude of, of coming to a place where we are absolute nothing. We have emptied ourselves of everything. I tell you, we are, we, we are just so full of self. And my goodness, the sin of pride, it is, it, is, it is so prevalent in our lives. But Jesus said he started it off. If we, you and I, if we want the blessed life, then number one, we've got to completely empty ourselves of everything and be totally dependent upon him. And so he, he labored that. And I can just imagine some of those religious leaders when they heard that, I can imagine them with their nose up in the air and looking around and saying, who in the world does he think he is talking like that? Does he not know who we are? But Jesus, what a great preacher he was. And so we talked about that. And then we mentioned, uh, if you remember, and again, I, I don't have time to go through all the... the uh, uh, what we preached before, I want to share with you the thought tonight, and we'll be done real quickly this evening. But uh, we talked about how that this first beatitude is really the um, is is what the the Sermon on the Mount was all about, and uh, we talked about the other beatitudes. 
You know, if you're going you're not going uh, 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 to be meek if you're not poor in spirit. You're not going to hunger and thirst after righteousness if you're not poor in spirit. And, and how that, that first beatitude, it is so important. And, uh, and if you miss that first one, you'll never get what Jesus was trying to tell you and me. He talks about our testimony and how that we're to exalt Christ and how that, you know, how that we're to be a light. And boy, so many things that he shares in this, this, uh, in this sermon on the mount. But, uh, and so we mentioned all that. But I'm, I want to move on to the second one this evening. And, uh, and I just want to share with you the second one. Again, it is, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, again, we've talked about being completely empty. I mean, totally emptied of ourself, totally emptied of everything, and uh, just longing for Jesus. You, you understand that you and I, we are nothing without Him. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter the, the achievements that we have accomplished in this life. If we've done anything, it's through Him. And if we are anything, it's because of Him tonight. And uh, make no mistake about it, you and I, we are nothing. We are nothing. We are just dirt. We are absolutely nothing tonight. It is all Him. It is all Christ tonight. And we need to understand that, and we need to be reminded of that. I tell you, our flesh doesn't like that tonight. Our flesh likes to think about what all we've done. Our flesh likes to, to, to talk about our achievements. Well, I, you know, look, that song that I sung, boy, what, man, I just had people weeping, and man, they were clapping. Look at what I... Hey, that's what the flesh wants to do. But if anything's accomplished, if anything is done in our lives, it is because of Him. And we've got to understand that. And Jesus makes that very clear in these Beatitudes. But the second Beatitude, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And so we're not going to labor the word blessed. We understand what that means. And, and, uh, but, but let me just say this, that perfect happiness comes from having the proper attitude or characteristic of Jesus Christ. That's where our happiness comes from. It's, you know, it, when we're, as Christians, listen, as the child of God, our happiness comes when we understand that we are dependent. Everything about us is, is Him. And so we see that. And so... And so the, the, the possibility of being blessed, let's look, at, let's look at this real quickly tonight. He said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, in this, in this, this, um, in this beatitude, you know, this is a beatitude that many times we may hear it at a, at a funeral. And boy, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful that th that is a great verse to use at a funeral. But that's not what Jesus was addressing here as he spoke to the people. And uh, I realized he was probably talking to some dead people. Uh, listen, they didn't know him. They didn't want to know him. They didn't want to make him Lord of their life. They had no interest in knowing the Father and, uh, and serving him. But uh, Jesus, he had, a, he had a greater message than just the message of, of being comforted, comforted in our sorrows. And that's great, and I'm thankful tonight that he can do that. But here, the challenge is to, um, there's a greater message in overcomfort, and that greater message is that, uh, that 
that uh, we should be concerned about our lives and our heart, the condition of our heart. And that is the sin in our life. The sin in our life. And he said here, and, and, and if you go through the sermon, we're not, we're not take time to do it because our time is already getting away from us tonight. But if you'll go through the sermon that he preached, boy, he dealt with sin with those people. Man, he just, he called them out. You know, uh, most of us tonight, you know, boy, if, 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 if somebody like Jesus got up and he preached, and, uh, you know, we'd say, man, I sure would love to hear Jesus. No, you wouldn't love to hear Jesus preach. We'd probably get up and walk out of the building. I know some people, Pastor, that have done that before. I've heard them say that. Yeah, I didn't like what that preacher said. I ain't going back. Well, the reason they don't like what he said because he named their sin. He talked about their sin. And Jesus was no different. Jesus was no different. And if you study, the, if you read the, the Sermon on the Mount, he dealt with sin and he dealt with it entirety. He even took it a step forward when he talked about sin and, and he talked about things, uh, uh, for instance, lusting. And uh, he would talk about, you have heard that it is said in old time. He was talking about the Old Testament law. And then he would take it a step further. He said, but I say unto you, uh, you know, if you didn't like what the, the prophet said, you're certainly not going to like what I say. And I'm sure there was many that were offended. And so as he, as he gives the Beatitudes, there is blessedness for the child of God. There's blessedness, first of all, when we're emptied of ourself, when we're emptied of everything, and it, that emptying is just absolutely bowed down to absolutely nothing. And then there's blessedness when you and I, when we realize that we have sin in our life, when we realize that, that, uh, uh, you know, that we, are, we contend with sin every day, there's brokenness. They that mourn. I thought about this, and I'll share it with you, and I promise you will be done. Uh, I thought about this, this brokenness. And I believe what Jesus had in mind and, and what He was trying to get across to you and to me is these, the, the constraint uh, to sin. Pastor mentioned it this morning and, and preached a little bit about our sin nature. Boy, I tell you, this old flesh is wicked. This old flesh is rotten and defiled. And this old flesh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm being honest with you tonight. My flesh loves to sin. I, I'm being honest. And if you'll be honest with yourself tonight and honest with me, you would agree. That's our flesh. It is corrupt. And we have to contend with that every day of our lives. Thank God one day. Thank God, hallelujah, we'll get a new body. But until then, our flesh still is not saved. And our flesh, we still have to deal with sin every day. We've got that sin nature. And I, I've, I've talked with many people uh, in my life. I've talked with so many. And I've heard them say to me, well, I'm not that bad of a person. And they probably not. They probably not. When we compare ourselves to somebody else, we're not that bad. When I look and I compare myself to Jonathan Montgomery there in the back, man, I'm pretty good, especially to Stephen. Man, hey, listen, I am a saint. I'm telling you right now. 
And that's the way the world does, and that's the way we do from time to time. But the truth of the matter is that we all still have that sin nature. It's not what we... Hey, listen, it is the sin nature in our life. That's what causes us to sin. We may not want to sin, and we may not be sinning as much as we used to, but we still have the old flesh, and that old flesh wants to sin. The Apostle Paul, he said it like this over in Romans uh, chapter number 5, I believe it is. Let me turn over there and read this to you. Romans chapter number 5. Apostle Paul, maybe it's chapter number 6. Maybe it's ch- chapter number 7. The Apostle Paul, he was talking about the sin. And then uh, he goes and he says, um, he says that... Um, for sin taken, uh, verse number 11, for sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law was holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me, God forbid, but sin that in my pure sin, working death in me by that which is good, that, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but, for, but how to perform that which is good... I find not. One of the greatest men that ever lived outside of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul said, hey, listen, that thing that I want to do, that good, I can't, sometimes I can't do it. The flesh gets the victory. And he said, my flesh is wicked. My flesh is, is corrupt and it wants to do wrong. And I tell you, those things, I don't know about you, but sometimes it breaks my heart, that longing to want to sin. And that's what Jesus is addressing. Are we really broken not only over our sin, but just that sin nature that we have that really we can't do anything about. But it ought to break our hearts. It ought to disturb our hearts. When we come to that place and we realize what we really are, Jesus said, blessed are they that do mourn. Mourning over sin. Mourning over the sin nature, that, that, that wanting to sin, that desire to sin. Then the conviction of sin. Boy, I tell you, there are times in my life that I'll sin, I'll mess up, I'll, I'll sin against God. And I'm telling I'm thankful tonight. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for His convicting in my life. And I tell you, when I, when I come to that place and I find myself in sin and the Holy Spirit tells me, hey, Greg, you've done wrong, you've sinned. Well, I tell you, it breaks our heart. That's what Jesus is addressing here. Blessed are they that do mourn, for they shall be comforted. Mourning over, hey, when's the last time that that the Holy Spirit has ever come to you and convicted you of something that you've done that wasn't right? When's the last time? Do you even know what I'm talking about? I'm sure you do. But I tell you what, for me, it's a common thing. I'm just being honest tonight. It's a common thing and it breaks my heart. 
It breaks my heart because I want to serve God. I want to please God. Jesus in his, in, his, in his sermon, he was trying to get the people to understand that there was a Father in heaven that loved him and that wanted to have a relation with them. But they had to be clean. They had to be pure. They had to be godly and they had to walk with him. They couldn't live in sin. And so I want that intimate relationship. But so many times, time after time after time, it seems like, Pastor, when I get close to God, He's close to me, there's that old evil, wicked sin that comes up. And it separates us again. But thank God for His Holy Spirit that says, Hey, Greg, you need to get that right. You need to get that right. That was wrong. That thought, it was wrong. It was sin. You need to get it whatever it is. Mourning over sin. David, I think about David's life. Again, one of my heroes in the Scripture. I love reading his life. But when David committed that great sin of adultery with Bathsheba, and then uh, connived and, and, and had Uriah murdered, and he thought everything was good. He thought it was covered up. He thought it was, was gone. He thought it was done away with. He could just go on and live his life and smile and say that he loved God and, and he had a relationship with God and everything was all right. The prophet Nathan came to him and looked him dead in the eyes and said, Thou art the man. And David said this. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. I've sinned against the Lord. You talk about somebody that mourned over the sin in his life. And then you know the story, how that the prophet said that, uh, you know, the baby was going to die. And you know how that David fasted and he prayed and he wept. Well, how it broke his heart. And I believe that he was praying uh, and he was, he was brokenhearted uh, over his sin. Not only just the... The, the possibility that that child would die, the sickness of that child. But I believe David knew, hey, that child's sick. And that child may die because of my sin. Because of me. That little baby didn't do it. It was because of me. And how it broke his heart. Blessed are they that do mourn. You know, we're living in days now where, where uh, you know, sin is just, it's just a natural thing now. Our bus kids. Man, I tell you, I hope you're praying for those boys and girls we pick up. It's just unbelievable the things that they face. And they're, the, the things that they think are all right. Well, Max, that was here. I'm not going to share our conversations that we had on the bus. But I've been praying for him. And I hope that you're praying for him. Brother Daniel, Brother Chris Burton, um, Brother Atchison, and and the pastor from faith wouldn't be meeting every other week and spending time in prayer. And Max is on our prayer list. And I've been praying for him. Max is, Max is battling some things and, and, uh, and uh, some ungodly things. And, but it's, all, it, it just, it's the common thing for him, pastor. He doesn't see any wrong in it. He doesn't understand that it's sin because it is, so, it is, it is the custom of the day. Man, our world, our world doesn't, our world doesn't understand what sin is anymore. But sin, he said, blessed are they that mourn. 
the conviction of sin, then the consequences of sin. Boy, I tell you, I don't want to sin against God. I don't want to mess up. You know, we, so many times we choose to sin. But we can't choose those consequences. Some of us, we may sin and God may, God may do something. God may chastise us greatly, just like He did to David. Sometimes, some, sometimes we can sin. And some people, they may sin and it may not seem as bad. We're, it's all up to God. But I tell you, the sin... It ought to break our lives. But I'm thankful, and I'm closing tonight. He deals, in this, in this passage of Scripture, He deals with sin and that brokenness. But I'm thankful for what He said. He said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Well, I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm telling you tonight, I'm thankful for the forgiveness of God. Boy, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that He is faithful and just to forgive. Boy, He's been faithful to me. Boy, He's been so faithful. And He's just. He's right to forgive. And I'm thankful for that tonight. And when we approach our sin and we see sin in our life and it breaks our heart and we do everything we can, we confess it to God and we come to Him with a broken heart and uh, we confess it. I'm telling you, there's forgiveness with God. And listen, and there's, and I'm thankful for, not only for the forgiveness, I'm thankful we can confess it to Him. And He said He's faithful and just to forgive us. But I'm also thankful tonight for the victory over sin. Well, I'm thankful that when we sin and we mess up, the Holy Spirit convicts our heart and we can come and we can bow before God and say, God, forgive me. I've sinned against you. That deed, whatever it was, it was wrong. It was sin. The Bible says He is faithful. And just when I go to that altar and I confess it to Him and I get up from there, I'm forgiven. Thank God for that. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful tonight for victory over sin. I'm thankful tonight that I don't have to live in sin. I'm thankful that I have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of me, teaching me and helping me not to be dominated by that sin in my life. To get victory over it. So many people, we've seen it so many times, how that people, they, they, they fall into sin and they get forgiveness and they're doing alright for just a little bit and then they fall back in sin and it's just a a repeated thing time and time and time again. Boy, I'm thankful. Hey, listen, the Holy Spirit longs to help you and me. God's Word longs to help you and me. And there's victory found in it. There's victory found in getting out of our sin. And I'm thankful for it. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And what about, what about the sin in your life, the sin in my life. And does it disturb you? Does it disturb you? So many times. You know, and I, you're like me. Man, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. But so many times, I find myself falling into it. Sinning against God. I'm not talking about some big sin. I'm not talking about something big. I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not talking about murder. I'm not talking about any sexual sin. I'm talking about, I'm talking about just sin in general. 
Whatever it is. It's talking about Max. Max has a problem, a huge problem of telling the truth. Many of you who have worked with him, you know that. And uh, just a huge problem of telling the truth. Man, he'll tell a lie that quick. Brother Malcolm knows. We heard a lot of them this afternoon. Bethany heard them. And uh, just that quick. You know, when we look at us and say, well, that's just, that's just, a, that's just a little lie. And whatever that sin is, does it break your heart? It's a sin against God. And God the Father, He longs to fellowship with you and me. He longs to just put His arms around and have intimate fellowship, an intimate relationship with you and me. But that sin, always, somehow or another, gets between us. Does it break your heart? Does it break my heart? Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. For you and I, if we want the blessed life, we've got to mourn. We've got to, hey listen, we have got to have a sense, hey that sin, it's not right. It is hurting my relationship with God, and that breaks my heart. Oh, that breaks my heart. I love my wife, and I love my family. And uh, I, um, I, there's, I don't want to do anything, anything to hurt my family. I'm telling you, I don't. I, I, and and, and I, my relationship with my wife, I want to be so very, very careful with it. And I don't want to hurt it because I love her. I love her. And as a husband, she'll tell you. You better not tell them right now. You better keep your mouth shut. <laughs> she'll tell you. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm a sorry husband. I'll just admit it. I don't agree. But I am. Boy, she puts up with me. And uh, listen, and, and man, it, it seems like, man, I do everything, but then I mess up. In our relationship, I'll hurt her. I'll do something. And then it breaks my heart. And that's the way it should be with our God. Sin. You know, it, sin is a common thing in this world that we live in. We have to rub shoulders with it. But I tell you, as a child of God, sin in our lives, I tell you, it hurts God. It hurts God. And it ought to hurt us. It ought to cause us to be brokenhearted over it. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. God, forgive me. Forgive me. Lord, I want cleansing. Lord, I want victory over this sin. I want to be close to you. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let's all stand together tonight. That's a hard message to preach. Anytime you deal with sin, man, that's hard to preach. tell you, I want to be close to God. I want to serve Him. He's been so good to me. I want that blessed life more than anything. I tell the teenagers, oh, this world, they have something to offer them. But I tell you, it's not good. We started looking at a verse in Proverbs 
um, he that hath he that feareth the uh, he that hath the fear of the Lord uh, tendeth to life, and uh, or he that feareth the Lord uh, tendeth to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. And those three things that's what the world offers too. Every one of us we want those things. We want life. We want satisfaction, and we want peace. And I'm telling you tonight. God wants that for you and for me. Boy, I want to be close to Him. I love Him tonight.